What's up, everybody? Welcome to Cycles World, where we talk video games, motorcycles, DIY, and more. I am your host, Cycle Quirk, but you can call me Cycle for short. I want to share with you some of the things that interest me in my world, because if you're here, then they most definitely interest you as well. So whether you're slaying noobs in a battle royale, or got your knees in the breeze and laying down some miles on your bike, maybe you're working out your next DIY project that may or may not be going the way that you wanted it to, or anything else you're getting into at the moment, I'm here to hopefully make the next part of your day just a little bit more enjoyable. For those who may not know, I had a several year uh, stint as a rap artist. was not professional at all. Did you guys know that? I bet you didn't. I <laughs> uh, just thought I'd throw that out there. Anyway, guys, welcome back. How are you guys doing this week? I hope you're doing good. Man, I'm telling you, I got quite a packed episode this week. I just kind of started doing research for things, and honestly, I just kept putting things in, putting things in, and I'm just like, all right, you know what? Screw it. We're going to we're gonna go for it again. But uh, no, so uh, I want to kind of open up with a quick question for the uh, longtime listeners of the show, the whole, this is what, episode 15, so the other 14 episodes. Uh, I just want to know, do you guys like the longer episodes, or do you like the shorter ones, you know, like kind of when I keep them around 30 minutes or so, or do you like these longer ones where I can go an hour, maybe even longer, you know, I don't really want to go above 90 minutes, because... Well, I don't want to lose interest in all that good stuff. But anyway, I would love to know uh, your guys' opinion. Um, you know, just tell me which favorite platform is, uh, which one you like better. I would love to build this for the fans. So, because everybody, you know, have, I want everybody to listen and be, uh, you know, comfortable in listening. And, you know, I just kind of want to give you guys what you want as well as throw my flair in and all that good stuff. So, anyway, uh, moving forward. So, a little quick thing, a couple of quick things here. So, I might be switching podcast hosts, therefore I may need to, you guys may need to have to re-find me and re-subscribe. Um, the kind of reason is, well, long story short, overall it'll work out better because I can have the two shows on the one account uh, as one host. So it'll make my life easier. So if I'm doing this um, Mayans podcast that I'm still kind of contemplating, I haven't 100% pulled trigger. Anyway, regardless, if I do that, it's going to make life easy for me and I don't have to do, you know, the jugglings of this, that, and the other and all that good stuff. So that will be overall better, like I said, for me. So therefore, um, look for that. I will obviously have all of the information. If anything gets switched, I'll have all the information on the website, I'll try to post things on Facebook. Um, so I just wanted to give you guys a heads up in case you come and you're like, oh, I can't find the show anymore. That would be the reason why. So like I said, it's just to kind of kind of make my life easier. And also, once again, about this whole uh, Mayans podcast thing, if I decide to do it, this show, I, I, tried, I tried to work around it as best as I could, but it just makes sense. Might be switching the day that it comes out. I know, I know, I've done this to you before, and I apologize, I sincerely do. But I also greatly appreciate you guys understanding. Um, I might have to start recording on the weekends, 
and releasing this maybe like on a Monday or even on Tuesday, I don't know, probably Monday, because then that will give me the time that I need to actually do the Mayans deal that I'm planning on doing. When that trigger actually gets pulled, I will definitely let you guys know. Um, like I said, all the information on the website, keep an eye on Facebook or Twitter for all the updates and the information. So that's kind of the technical BS out of the way. Um, so my buddy's coming down. Uh, well, he's not coming down for this, but he's coming down this weekend to uh, help with my mother moving because she's moving this weekend. That's you know, it's going to be fun. Good times, good times. Anyway, so I talked to him and I was like, "Hey, bro, why don't we uh, get together and you know get that episode out that we've been talking about for a minute?" So. He's down to do it, so maybe we'll do some recording, and uh, just in case anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about there, I went on a benefit ride, let me see, it's been, it was 2016, I want to say, maybe it was 17, it was 17 because I got my bike in 16, okay, so it was 2017, and I went on a benefit ride in Nebraska, so I would like to have him, he went with me. So I would like to have him on and talk about that. So that's what we are going to do. And I am still waiting for the wife to have a chance and well, for me really to have a chance and all that good stuff to uh, record our episode that I've been talking about. Once again, for those who may not know or haven't listened to previous episodes, she kind of started her own, um, I'm going to go ahead and call it a company. It, I mean, pretty much is our own little business, really. She started her own little business doing, uh, like, DIY kind of stuff, and it evolved into, like, now she makes cake toppers and um, all kinds of little party decoration things. Um, you can actually go to mgt.psychosworld.com, and that will take you directly to her to her shop. So there's a fun little fact there for you. Anyway, uh, like I said, we're just waiting for a chance to do our recording. So I've been actually playing around with videos, like videoing. Um, so that's cool. <laughs> I've been working a lot on trying to do little video editing things and trying to get things. I'm actually kind of working on a soundboard system right now so that I can record everything in one sitting as opposed to the way that I do it now. I don't know. I'm playing with it. We'll see if it works. If it works, then I can move into video. And if I transition into video, then maybe there'll be some kind of video along with this. I don't know. Just kind of stay, stay tuned for lack of a better term. So I've also been thinking about doing some specialty episodes. You know, it might come as an actual episode for when I don't have time to record, or maybe I'll just you know throw it out as a specialty episode sometime you know later during that same week or something. Uh, the examples of this would be like I've been wanting to kind of do this, um, like Vikings in video games, you know, or even Vikings in pop culture. I don't know. I know that seems a little ridiculous because, you know, who cares about Vikings? Well, this is Psycho's world, and Psycho cares about Vikings and video games and movies and TV and all kinds of stuff. So I want to just throw it out there about, you know, the different, like, how all you, how you can find all this stuff because it's, it's actually kind of hard to find some actual good things out there for video games, uh, 
concerning Vikings and such. Anyway, if that if when and if that ever happens, that will be one of the specialty episodes. So if that comes out, maybe look forward to it. Um, and like I said, possibly a special video if I can get the video side going. So moving on, uh, the bike is still in the hospital. <laughs> so uh, this is as of yesterday when I when I wrote my show notes here. So as time of recording, which is Tuesday, the twentieth, um, the bike is still in the hospital. <laughs> he called me, and he the dude called me, and he he sounded very kind of upset with himself for lack of a better term and he basically was like yeah man i i thought i had a tube i don't have a tube so i'm gonna have to order a tube saying it's not gonna get here till saturday so you know i i apologize because i know you were probably wanting to get out and ride this weekend and all that other good stuff and i you know i kind of stopped and i was like it's you know man it's all right honestly because i'm on call this week and i can't ride anyway so it's all well and good, really, and it's supposed to rain all week, I think. At least there's a chance all week, I think. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. The, it's been News has been a little bit weird at the office, and, well, wife doesn't really watch news upstairs in the bedroom any morning, in the, in the morning anymore, so I don't know. Regardless, <laughs> let's move on to more important things. So, yeah, that's still in the hospital, so that's... uh. All well and good. Uh, I've also been thinking about doing a PC build comparison. And what that means is basically I want to build like on paper, uh, like different types of PCs based on what they're used for. So for quick example, I want to do like a, for, well, like a basic desktop, you know, what do you want to do? Okay. You want to build or you want to check emails, you want to watch Netflix, you want to watch YouTube, you know, something like that. Well, we'll build a computer for that on a budget. It's not necessarily as cheap as we can, but like as cheap as we can with quality enough products. Um, and then, you know, in uh, another way, you know, like, uh, well, one of the guys I work with, I've been talking to him about, you know, PC building uh, briefly. And I was like, you know, you can build a good enough PC that will play, you know, a lot of games that you would want to play, maybe on low to medium settings, but it'll play it at 1080p on 60 frames. So, you know, something to that effect. Anyway, I want to, I'm, I'm thinking about doing that. Maybe that'll be one of the specialty episodes. I don't know. Um, look out, look forward to that. Hopefully, possibly. I don't know. We'll see. Um, and then, like I've stated, we're still thinking on the Mayans podcast deal, and I'm going to have to make a decision by the end of this week. That's guaranteed because the show comes out September 3rd, and if I am smart, I would put out an episode zero probably next week so that that way when the show actually starts, I can, you know, do my whole thing there, but putting out episode zero would be the smart thing to do so um and i've been thinking of whether or not to integrate it into this feed or not but like i said if i go to my other podcast hosting uh site or however you want to call that i might not have to worry about that so like i said look on uh facebook and twitters and websites and all that good stuff for 
all the information. So, all right. So, like I said, I got a jam-packed show going on today. So, I'm going to stop talking about my stuff and let's get on to what you came here for. Uh, let's start it out with some video game news. So, like we've been doing, like I've been doing, however you want to put it, we're going to start off on the PlayStation side. This comes from the drop. Like always, the link to any of these articles in the following will be in the show notes of this episode. So, like I said, this is the drop for PlayStation 4. Uh, This is basically games for August 20th that have released today at time of recording and obviously will be available. Um, I got, and it's actually kind of condescending a little bit because it starts off with Afterlife for PSVR is out 821, which is tomorrow at time of recording. Uh, Black Desert is a PS4 digital out 822. Dobutsu Shogi World, or Let's Catch the Lion, that's a weird name, is 822 as well. Doling's Invasion 822 Injection for PS4 Digital is 823. Mechabolt, Mechabolt, I'll repronounce that. PS4 PS Vita Digital Cross Buy. I'm assuming that's out now because there's no date. That's that's kind of weird. Anunnaki is 822. Why are we going backwards? P Tunes Party is out. Okay, that one is 819. Uh, Rad is. There's no date. There's. Wow, I don't know if I dropped the ball or if if PlayStation dropped the ball, but they got a they got these all in a weird order here. Uh, so Remnant from Ashes, there's no date. Uh, Roar Jurassic Edition, there's no date. I'm assuming that the, those last three are already out. Uh, Tokyo Chronos is at a PSVR that is out 8:23. God, those. I, I apologize for that, guys. I should have looked into that before I started doing this. Anyway. Moving forward, we will persevere. This week on Xbox, um, some of the articles you can check out, and I highly recommend going and doing so. You got the ID at Xbox Open House returns on August 29th. World of Warships Legends enters a new chapter featuring the battleship Trippets. Five developer tips for playing PC building simulator like a pro. (laughs) It's just... Oh my God, that's that's so funny. How there's a, a PC building simulator, you could just do it in real life, man. Oh my God. Anyway, moving forward, I'm not. Gonna, <laughs> that's the buskers behind Genesis Noir. Overwatch introduces new ways to group up and fight for the future on Xbox One. Stellaris Console Edition gets first major expansion, Utopia, today at time of recording. Gamescom 2019 kicks off with all new inside Xbox. Go beyond with the biggest free update yet to No Man's Sky on Xbox One. Real quick, uh, fun fact, Xbox, no, excuse me, not Xbox, uh, No Man's Sky on PS4 right now at time of recording is on sale for $25. So if you ever wanted to get into No Man's Sky... 25 bucks right now on PlayStation. It might be that same way on Xbox, but also think of, you know, the PSVR free update as well on the PS4 version. I know I'm talking about Xbox here, but just uh, go with me on this. Uh, 25 bucks and you get the full game 
plus PSVR uh, free update. I mean, you can't go wrong. I mean, honestly, I'm I kind of had a little bit of interest in No Man's Sky, but for twenty five bucks, I think I can pull the trigger on that. So, anyway, just want to give a little PSA there. So, moving forward, okay. So, uh, Xbox and Two K build a one of a kind basketball court at I Promise School in Akron. Meet Microsoft Game Stack developers at DevCom 2019 for panels, ideas, and more. Free play days. Black Desert and Puyo Puyo Champions. That's a weird name for a game. <laughs> Demon Pit is a savage arena shooter and homage to classic FPS games of the 90s. Xbox Game Pass Ultimate Gears Fan Sweepstakes. Train Sim World 2020 arrives today on Xbox One. And moving on to next week on Xbox, which is basically games for August 19th to the 23rd. You've got Pirates of the First Star, which is the 19th, so that means it's already out. Remnant from Ashes and Rad are already out. See, Xbox knows what they're talking about here. They actually got dates. <laughs> Rex Rocket, uh, Smoots Summer Games, Patio Box, Mecha Bolt, and Gift of Parthax is all August 21st. Life is Strange 2, Episode 4, is August 22nd. Gnome's Garden, Lost King, Strength of the World Ultimate, Path of Sin, Greed, is all August 23rd. Okay, now, moving into different little news articles that I was just kind of browsing around and found, and honestly, it's stuff that caught my eye, as, as kind of always. So, this one is entitled... New footage of Predator Hunting Grounds unveiled at Gamescom 2019. Hmm. Once again, link in the show notes. This comes from the PlayStation blog. Predator Hunting Grounds is an asymmetrical online multiplayer shooter. We found this was the best way to deliver our main vision for the project, to recreate the raw dread of being hunted by someone faster and more powerful than you and the thrill of being the one doing the hunting. That's right. Predator Hunting Grounds will be a 1v4, and yes, you will be able to play as the Predator. Everyone else in the match will be a part of an elite four-person fire team, the best and baddest soldiers to face such a threat. This is the first gameplay we are showing from the game, and we couldn't be more thrilled. We're we are early in development. This was all captured from pre-alpha build, but it still gives you an idea of our vision for this project. You get to see how we want our missions to start, where the fire team is being brought in on the helicopter to the jungle. Did anyone recognize that song? It's a nod to 87 for sure. Anyway, you drop down in the map and the fire team heads out to accomplish the mission goals they've been given, taking out AI and so on. We want playing as the fire team to feel like it's almost its own game. There are AI combatants to face, objects to collect or destroy, and most importantly, getting the heck out of there when the job is done. So, like I said, that was from the PlayStation blog, the little excerpt. So that's... Okay. I've seen this done with the Jason... The, or uh, the Friday the 13th game, they did that. Uh, they did, what was it called? Dead by Daylight, something like that. Um, Evolve was a 4v1. And uh, there's another one that I'm I'm missing. I know it is, but 
I don't know, man. I don't I don't know if these 4v1 games are really that big because now I know everybody liked the Friday the 13th one, but that that one <laughs> that one underwent like some weird lawsuit and some weird legal things because of, you know, rights of this that and the other. I mean, that that kind of the the my point of that one if I can speak English, is um, they went through some, like I said, troubles to try to get a lot of the characters, like the way that they looked, like, you know, Jason would look in, uh, like, uh, Chapter 2 or Chapter 1 or Chapter 3 or, you know, this side or the other. They had the Jason from the different chapters of the actual Friday the 13th movies or volumes. I don't remember if it was volumes or chapters, regardless, you guys know what I'm talking about parts. There you go. Part one, part two, so on and so forth. Anyway. So they, they had this, uh, big, like I said, lawsuit or something to that effect where they couldn't legally put out, you know, the way that he looked in part two or, you know, maybe even like Jason goes to hell or something like that. So, they ran into all kinds of legal troubles with that. And I mean, everybody loved the game. They said it was great, you know, cause who wouldn't want to play as Jason Voorhees going and, you know, doing his thing to a bunch of, you know, camp counselors or whatever the characters were, you know, everybody would have loved to have done that, but, and you still can, I mean, the, you know, the game's obviously still out and available and it's still, you know, a good game and all that good stuff. And it was actually free for PlayStation plus subscribers. And it might've even been for uh, Xbox gold. Uh, I don't know how Xbox works. Like I said, I'm not an Xbox guy, but I'm sure Xbox had its own equivalent. But anyway, PS4, uh, some time ago, it was actually for free on the PlayStation plus if you were a subscriber of PlayStation plus. So anyway, uh, I, I okay, so I guess let me reflect on how I open this. I guess it can work. I just hope it works out better than the Friday the 13th deal did. Um, Dead by Daylight's put out a whole bunch of, like, you know, you can play as, like, Freddy Krueger and uh, the, I don't want to say Jigsaw, but you can basically play as, like, the pig guy who is you know, basically Jigsaw. But anyway, you know what I'm talking about. You can play as the pig character and go around and do your thing. Uh, I believe you can also play as the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the uh, Leatherface. There you go. God, I can't think of his name. Anyway, I didn't, I'm pretty sure you can play as Leatherface, and they have some other you know, characters that you can play as well. I can't name them all here because I can't remember. But anyway, so... And that was free to play as well on uh, PlayStation Plus at one point. But anyway, so I guess... Okay, so I guess I take back my original thought. It can work. Uh, as long as it, like I said, doesn't fall into the whole deal that Friday the 13th unfortunately did. Because I've heard a lot of good come out of that. And, and I haven't played that as much as I wanted to. So, I mean, yeah. Anyway, well, that's a whole nother thing. But anyway, so I hope it turns out good. And I hope this actually, as long as it does better than Evolve, because Evolve, like everybody, not everybody, but lots of people played it. And then eventually nobody cared. And the it was just, it was shut down. Like, I think you can probably get that game for little to nothing 
anymore, but something about the servers don't work right or I don't know. That game is just it didn't it didn't work. So moving on to a different subject. So the Dark Fantasy Witching Tower VR haunts PlayStation VR this fall. And I put this on here because not only it was a VR game and I don't I feel like I don't do enough VR stuff here. But it honestly looks pretty cool. So anyway, uh, so The Witching Tower is a VR action adventure set in an original dark fantasy universe. You will take the role of Anna, a prison in a tower, prisoner in a tower, as she discovers she has a talent for controlling the dead. Fight and puzzle your way through foreboding fortress tower. Unraveling each level's mysteries, the Witcher Tower VR is an unparalleled experience with breathtaking visuals and environments. Witching Tower VR is not a short-term experience, but a full-featured game built for VR from the ground up. From a very beginning of de- from the very beginning of development, our goal has been to give players reasons and rewards for exploring. Each level will present you with fresh challenges and unique story experiences. Like I said, it looks really cool. Uh, it, you know, if you're into you know fantasy type stuff like you know magic and witches and all that good stuff, I mean, if you're not, then this probably won't be for you. But if you are, honestly, it, it kind of looks pretty. It looks pretty cool. Um, it kind of reminds me of oh my god, what was that the wizards? It kind of reminds me of the gameplay a little bit from that but obviously they're going a little bit of a different direction than that but i don't know i am looking forward to seeing a little bit more for this and maybe even checking it out this fall who knows if it's hey if it's if it's a good price i'll put i'll i'll buy it i probably won't play it but i'll buy it and I know I know that sounds wrong. Like, oh my god, I can't tell you guys. I can't tell you how many times I've bought a game. And I'm like, oh, this looks you know absolutely amazing. I've got to have this game. I'm gonna play the hell out of this game when I get it. And I get it, and I'm like, oh, this is this is great. This is gonna be great. I'm gonna do it like on the weekend or something. You know, when I have time to actually immerse myself, because I'm sure like a lot of other people, I like to immerse myself in games instead of just play them. You know, I get a little bit more enjoyment out of it. Anyway, so I will wait for the weekend and nothing ever happens. Something always ends up taking precedence or I forget about it or whatever. Or, you know, it's just, oh, unfortunately, it just never comes to fruition. But hopefully it will. Actually, I plan on after I'm done with this recording, I am going to go play some moss I, I i told myself i need to go play this game because i bought it i'm gonna go play it so we'll see what happens but before i play moss i'm gonna spend 25 dollars on no man's sky and probably not touch it for a year because that's who i am as a person apparently <laughs> anyway okay so moving forward Hyperlight drifter and mutant year zero are free on the epic game store this is for the pc this comes from pcgamer.com the Epic Game Store is doing a last double freebie this week, at least for now, giving everyone a copy of Hyper Light Drifter and the Tricky Pixel RPG, or the Tricky Pixel RPG, and the turn-based tactics game Mutant Year Zero Road to Eden. 
I picked them both up just because, you know, they're free and I was going on the Epic Store because I know they usually have free games weekly. And I think the last double dose that they did, I forget what the first game was, but I know the second game was For Honor. Uh, I have For Honor on PS4. I've talked about For Honor before. Um, but that's it's on PC. Uh, it'll probably be equally as hard on PC, especially if the like the mouse and keyboard. Actually, I don't know. You know what? Come to think of it, it might be a little bit easier uh, with mouse and keyboard as it was with the controller. I might have to look into that. I don't know. We will see. Okay, so moving forward, we have a new Gears 5 story trailer depicts a world in ruin and windsurfing. And this was basically a trailer, so I'm there's no real article here. I recommend you go see the trailer. I did, and here's about four things that I kind of, you know, picked out, pointed out, whatever have you. There's an interesting Nine Inch Nails, head-like-a-hole background music going on. So, you know how, what was it, was it Gears 4? that they did uh, the Sound of Silence, like that was the, like Disturbed's version of Sound of Silence. They did that as the, you know, montage, intro, whatever you want to call it, for um, the introduction, or not the intro, the trailer, like the cinematic trailer, when they were really uh, showing it, showing it to the world, whatever you want to call it, I can't talk now. (laughs) But anyway, um, so they have a interesting little Nine Inch Nails, had like a whole background music, which... Interesting choice of uh, interesting choice of music. Uh, so it shows some. Uh, now I wrote it shows possible mech style play. I don't know if that's actually true, because this being a cinematic trailer, it didn't necessarily show gameplay footage. Uh, but it did show, like they said, windsurfing. So that was that was possibly uh, that's another possibility. So I don't know. Maybe there is a little bit of mech style gameplay as well as well maybe even some windsurfing i don't know maybe they did it just to make it look better i don't know sometimes they do that but uh it did look very intense just i don't know the way that they put everything together just it just made it look really intense and as per the video gears 5 is slated for september 6th so recommend going and checking out that video uh, or the trailer, rather, story trailer. Looks pretty good. I kind of want to play it a little bit more now. But we all know how that'll go. <laughs> I don't know. I need to get better at this. I'm going to, for you guys, I'm going to get better at actually playing some games. <laughs> okay, so every PC game at Gamescom so far. I did not list it here. It is on PCGamer.com because... I'm not going to steal their article. I just want to point out some things. So, like it stated, this week at Gamescom, and that means another avalanche of announcements announcements for the games industry. That includes lots of trailers, and even though the event is just getting underway today, at the time that they wrote this, there's enough of them to warrant a collection of them already. PC Gamer says, we'll update this post with new games as they are announced throughout the conference this week. So like I said, please visit the link in the show notes for the full list because this is not my coverage. I just want to, like I said, these guys do their thing and they do it very well. And I'm not here to try to take, you know, their slice of pie. I'm just, I'm just making my own pie here. So like I said, 
go check that out for yourself. A uh, whole bunch of whole bunch of stuff on there. Highly recommend going and checking it out. Um, and like the like like the article said, they will uh, update it with new stuff as it's announced in the conference. And you know, be honest with you guys, they're there. I'm not, so I'm just bringing it to light. Okay, so uh, that made a whole lot of sense. <laughs> Oh boy, we are uh, we're just knocking them dead tonight, guys. We're just knocking them dead. <laughs> Assassin's Creed 2020: Five Things You Need to Know. Now, this is a slightly older article, but I thought it was interesting. Assassin's Creed 2020: The setting is in the Viking era. Uh, the rumor mill likes the name. Ragnarok. So they seem to think that the game is going to be called Assassin's Creed Ragnarok, which is an interesting choice of words because Ragnarok means Twilight of the Gods, or as a lot of people will, you know, put it, the end of times or, you know, the end of the gods and all that other good stuff. You know, I mean, it, that's what it means, Twilight of the Gods, direct uh, translation from my research only. So, uh, Ragnarok is an interesting, uh, interesting name. Does that mean it's the end of the series? You know, because if Ragnarok is the end of thing, well, it can't be the end of things because obviously there's the, uh, you know, what was that one called? Oh my God, I'm having a, I, I can't think. My mind's going blank. Well, you had you had Unity, you had everything. This can't be the last one. Maybe it's uh, like I stated before, and you know they're kind of bringing it full circle to stuff. I don't know. We will see. We'll see if it's even going to be called Ragnarok, uh, but it might have co-op, which would be cool because that was a cool feature in Unity. I had a buddy of mine play with me. Uh, now the servers and everything that was all weird, and well. Like everybody has stated, Unity was kind of a weird game if you tried to, you know, play it with other people and all that good stuff. Um, I didn't have a problem playing it solo. I thought it was okay, but you know, I'm I'm a lonely, pathetic guy who just plays by himself all the time. I have no friends. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Not really. Anyway, so <laughs> will it be released next year? That is an interesting question. Uh, if you follow the way Ubisoft releases Assassin's Creed games, technically it should be in 2020 because they took 20 or they're taking this year off, which is fine. I'm okay with that because that means that they're actually, you know, putting a little bit more effort into things and that's all well and good. So will it really be next year? I don't know. I hope so. But if that means that I have to wait because it's not, um, done, I'm okay with that as well. So we'll see how that goes. And so this is kind of weird because they put, we could learn more at E3, but they put 2019 down, but E3 2019 has already happened, but this article was dated for yesterday. So maybe they really meant we could learn more at E3 2020. That would make more sense. So I guess we'll have to wait till next year because the big thing that Ubisoft released at E3 this year was the Ghostlands Recon um, uh, uh, Wildlands. There you go. Couldn't couldn't think of the or was it what? No, it wasn't Wildlands. Breakpoint. There it is. 
Ghost Recon Breakpoint. That's that's the next one. Wildlands was previous before Breakpoint. So Breakpoint is their big one this year. So I highly doubt that Ubisoft will be putting out another um, major game like that this year. So therefore there's there's that for that. Uh, okay, and that's all I got for the Assassin's Creed. Five facts that you need to know. Uh, there is obviously a little bit more in that article. You can go to the link in the show notes, which this come that came from denofgeek.com. So if you're into Assassin's Creed or you just you know want to know what the what the full shebang on that is, um, go check it out. Link in the show notes. Moving forward, we got Borderlands 3, everything we know so far. Like I said, this is also one of those little bit older of an article. Oh, no, wait. This one's the older article. The Assassin's Creed one was slated yesterday. I'm, I'm My brain's not working. I apologize. <laughs> okay, so the things that it says, and it has obviously, you know, more to it than what I just wrote. The topics are basically... What is the Borderlands 3 release date? Well, we already know it's going to be in September. Um, what is the TLDR on Borderlands 3? Who are the Vault Hunters? What sort of loot will be in Borderlands 3? Gearbox is sponsoring six days of Borderlands 3 streams. I'm pretty sure we've already finished those. Get a good look at Borderlands 3's new enemies in this Claptrap clip. There's a clip on the site. Borderlands 3 Multiplayer. Borderlands 3 will have a ping system for communicating with teammates. Who are the villains? What other characters show up in Borderlands 3? Your base is a spaceship and you'll travel to different planets. That that, that sounds interesting. Is Claptrap actually good or actually bad? I personally like to think that he's chaotic neutral. (laughs) How do the in-game Guardian ranks work? Borderlands 3 has a season pass and many additions. Here are a heck of a lot of videos on Borderlands 3. And like I said, the actual article does have quite a lot of videos on Borderlands 3. So I highly recommend going and checking this out if you have any interest in Borderlands 3. They go into lots of detail. And like I said before, I'm not here to steal anybody's thunder. Just reporting on things that I personally find very entertaining or just catch my eye. But uh, another thing on Borderlands, sticking with the Borderlands theme. So I'm sure you guys have heard this previously about the Borderlands YouTuber. Anyway, so the Borderlands YouTuber is being that is being investigated by 2K no longer has his channel. This comes from PCGamer.com, link in the show notes, like I said. Okay, so, as it states, last week, Borderlands 3 YouTuber Sup Motto told viewers that private investigators interviewed him about leaks from the upcoming game. Sup Motto said he shared the information, had just stumbled across it. 2K parent company, Take Two, claim otherwise, and that they'd be investigating him for nearly a year. This resulted in a hashtag sprouting up, calling for people to boycott Borderlands 3, while Supmoto decided to take a break from posting videos and deactivated his Twitter account. 
His YouTube channel remained, but that's no longer the case. So real quick, in case you guys don't know what I'm talking about there. So supposedly this YouTuber, Submoto, went to or somehow found some information that was data mined through a thumbnail or something like that about Borderlands 3. And he basically got on his channel and said something to the effect of, you know, if you guys want, you know, access to this information, subscribe to my channel or sign up for my channel or do something. Basically, it kind of made it sound like he was selling the information for, you know, obviously monetary gain. So that's why things kind of, you know, that's part of the reason why things, you know, went really wrong really quick is that because he was trying to, it, it seemed like he was trying to sell it, which I mean, honestly, if he was, that's kind of a crappy thing to do, man. Uh, but if, if, if you legitimately were not, then yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's that whole, you know, obviously here in America, that right to free speech stuff, um, and all that, and all that is entailed into all that. I'm not going to go into that, but anyway, so I don't know. There's, there's a lot. I, I'm kind of with, I'm kind of with uh, Paris on Gamer Tag Radio here. Uh, there's, I, I, I feel like we're not getting the whole story on either side, and really, that's all I can say about it or speak to that. So anyway. Like I said, if if he was really being malicious about it, then that you know that's actually pretty that's pretty crappy of a thing. But um, anyway, moving forward, but still sticking with Borderlands. So you guys like Ice Tea, right? No, I'm not talking about the drink. I'm talking about the rapper Ice Tea. Apparently, he voices a character in Borderlands Three. Everyone's favorite Twitter personality and also musician, rapper, producer, actor, and more. Ice Tea voices an AI character named. Balex, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. B A L E X. B A L E X. That's right. In Borderlands 3. It's a familiar character. The AI trapped in an unlikely body thing has done plenty, and his breezy but insecure attitude is easily recognizable. But it's fun having iced tea in your ear for a bit. He insists he's just more than a navigation AI and that and then reprimands himself whenever he navigates. So that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, he's, he's actually voiced, um, a few things in, in video games. The, the thing that I could, the last thing that I can think of just off the top of my head, I should have probably looked into this a little better, but anyway, the last thing I can think of is that he did. Oh, is it the first blackout blackout? Black Ops, Call of Duty Black Ops, I think it was the first one. He played one of the characters like in multiplayer. Uh, you know, like the you know, when you when you first start the game and all that good stuff, and you know, the the like if you're shooting so you know, it's like A C A no, that's not Enemy A C one thirty above, that's probably not actually from Black Ops, but you guys know what I'm talking about. You know, the, those people who shout that, you know, enemy A C one thirty above like that guy. He played one of those characters in, uh, I believe it was the first Black Ops. It might have been the second, but I really want to say it was the first. 
So anyway, that's cool. And Borderlands is out on September 13th. So moving off away from Borderlands, but sticking to video games, obviously, is... <laughs> is So I don't know if you guys have heard of the game Rune, but uh, they're coming out with a Rune 2. It was called Rune Ragnarok, but apparently it is rebranded at Rune 2. And this article... so. Honestly, I don't know when this game comes out because it says sets this article says Rune 2 sets sail for a summer launch. But here we are in late August, mid to late August and summer's almost over and it's not out. Now, I've heard that this game is supposedly coming out in the winter time, at least on Steam. The last time I looked it said winter 2019. But now it says just coming soon so there's i really don't know when this game is going to come out but hopefully they're taking their time and they're going to do it right so room two formerly known as room ragnarok nearly ready and now apparently signed up to launch on epic this summer developed by human head games the long-standing studio probably known best for their work on prey the dumb fast shooter one with the port the dumb fast shooter one with the portals not the other one what okay that that was weird to read <laughs> are returning to their roots now officially a numbered sequel it's a viking themed myth- mythological hack and slasher full of beefy people swinging axes at giants dragons and other beasties uh, okay that I don't like the way they put things sometimes, but <laughs> Rune 2 is an open world sandbox action RPG set in a dangerous Norse universe where gods, beasts, and the last remaining humans struggle to survive. It was foretold that during Ragnarok, the gods would fall and the nine realms would be consumed by frost and fire. This was foretold, but this is not what happened. So that's as being somebody who you know, is into Norse mythology and Vikings and all that good stuff. That's kind of an interesting little, little twist. It, it almost kind of is uh, reminiscent to me of a game called an old game called turning point. It was a very unpopular game uh, for many, many reasons, just had bad release dates. And it was, you know, PS2 graphics, PS2 slash Xbox graphics on a PS3 slash Xbox uh, one, no, 360, there you go, Xbox 360, PS3 graphic, or console, so it was, at that time, it was a previous gen graphics on current gen, or next gen system, you guys know what I'm talking about, PS2, PS2 slash Xbox graphics on a PS3, Xbox 360 game, that's what I'm trying to say. I finally worked it out. Good job, man. Anyway, so so it's kind of reminiscent into that because what that, that game's premise was, it was basically, you know, the whole thing is what if Winston Churchill, during, and this is all going off in of World War II, basically what if Winston Churchill never gave the speech that he gave that basically kind of quote-unquote rallied the troops, for lack of a better term, uh, that would give, you know, the courage and confidence and this, that, and the other to all the other troops that would help them, you know, theoretically win 
World War II and a whole bunch of other stuff that happened around that speech. Well, basically what this game does, the uh, turning point, I mean, this game basically said, okay, so Winston Churchill got hit by a car and almost died, but he didn't. That was real life. Now, in the game, he actually does die. And in the game, we actually get invaded by the Nazis. So it starts off with you are a worker on, I think you're building a skyscraper or something to that effect. And you see all these planes come in, all these German planes come in. They start, you know, shooting things and bombing things and all kinds of stuff. All kinds of chaos happens and you got to get off of this skyscraper and basically not die. Uh, but basically, you know, the, the Germans are invading America. So it's a completely different take on World War II. And that was really cool. It could have been a really cool game if they would have, you know, maybe got the graphics a little bit better. Maybe, you know, didn't screw up the release dates on stuff. You know, maybe if they would have got a lot of other things right, that game could have been amazing. But unfortunately, they did not and it turned out I mean it was still a good game I had fun with it because like I said I like to immerse myself in things and you know just try to get the best enjoyment out of it that I possibly can unless it just absolutely sucks but this one was actually halfway decently kind of sort of put together enough for me to have some kind of enjoyment from it so I'll just leave it at that but anyway, so this one, the way that they describe it, this Rune 2 game, uh, yes, they're talking about Ragnarok and, you know, this, that, and the other, but like it says, this was foretold, but is not what happened. So reading that kind of reminisced me back to that. So hopefully they do something like that, and if they do, it'll be, hopefully it'll be good. So I've been really looking forward to this game because, you know, like I've stated various many times, um... Norse mythology guy, Vikings guy, so on and so forth moving forward. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. So hopefully they figure out when they want to release it, whether it's going to be summer or winter or, I don't know, man, just stop playing with my emotions. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I got to say. Stop playing with my emotions. Don't be like the development company who has been playing with my emotions ever since I heard about its release. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of a game called Contagion VR Outbreak. It looks amazing. It's actually out in uh, early access, I believe, for like 20 bucks through Steam. Uh, it looks amazing. It really does. It, go go check out. Uh, there's there's a gameplay video of a guy who's who's playing it. His reactions are, are oh my god, they're priceless. But anyway, so the go watch go watch the trailers or. Go watch videos about Contagion VR if, you know, you're interested in it. Basically, it's a VR game in the zombie apocalypse. You get the idea. Um, but, no, they've been saying, oh, yeah, VR, coming soon, coming soon, coming soon, coming soon. Well, I've been following this game for what seems like almost a year now. <laughs> and all I've been hearing is coming soon, coming soon, coming soon. I mean, I wish they wouldn't say coming soon. I mean, just, you know... If you say coming soon, I'm I'm thinking okay within like maybe the next three to six months, but don't say coming soon on something that may or may not be you know a year or two down the line. 
I don't know this. I haven't gotten very and and the the another thing that irritates me about it is they have not been putting out very many uh, PSVR updates. But uh, I don't know, man. That's now I will not lie. That's that game is one of the reasons that I decided to actually build my own PC. Is because I was like, you know what? I'm tired of. All these games that I see coming out, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's for PC, and it's not coming for console. Ah. I got I got annoyed with it, and Rune was another one of those, too, because, like I said, Rune looked really cool, and you know, they're like, oh, it's, nah, I don't think we're going to do a console version of it. It'll probably just be PC. So, like I said, that those two games right there are the reason that uh, I kind of sort of kind of sort of got into looking into building PC. But like I was saying, let me get to my point. I hope that this development company, which who is it from? Uh, Human Heads, something like that. Uh, Yeah, I can't find. Anyway, Rune 2, hope they don't do, yes, Human Head Games. There it is. It's developed by Human Head Games. I hope they don't do what the development company for Contagion VR Outbreak for PSVR is doing for the PSVR version. Highly annoying. So, anyway, moving forward, coming to a close, I want to know, what do you guys think about these stories? Have you read any of them? Are there any games that you're looking forward to? Whether it's on this list of mine or not, maybe just something else that you've read, or, or what else are you looking forward to? I've told you the stuff that I am. Let me know. I'd love to hear what you have to say. So get in touch with me through any means available. You can find all my contact information at psychosworld.com. Get in touch today. So, that being said, I've got all I have to say about game news. So, I've got a couple things for the motorcycle slash riding news. So, let's get into that right quick. Alright, so, like I said, it's just a couple little things. Nothing really... uh, Nothing really going on, at least nothing that really caught my eye, except for these two couple things. Um, I'm actually going to reverse the way that I did this. So, so Peter Fonda, you guys might know him as the Easy Rider. Uh, unfortunately, he passed away the other day. Peter Fonda, the son of Henry Fonda and the younger brother of Jane Fonda, has died, people confirms. He was 79. Peter's family confirmed the sad news in an exclusive statement to People on Friday and said that the two-time Oscar nominee died after suffering respiratory failure due to lung cancer. Quote, It is with deep sorrow that we share this news that Peter Fonda has passed away, the family said. Peter passed away peacefully on Friday morning, August 16th at 11.05 a.m. at his home in Los Angeles, surrounded by family. The official cause of his death was respiratory failure due to lung cancer, they continued. So, unfortunately, the Easy Rider has passed away. Um, My condolences to his family, and may you rest easy, sir. So, moving forward from that, I've got five protective motorcycle covers for any budget. 
And uh, the link to these five, as well as where you can get them and all that good stuff, is in the show notes. This comes from MotorcycleCruiser.com. The XYZ CTEM XXXL motorcycle cover, the Augo motorcycle cover, the Nelson Rig UV2000 motorcycle half cover, the Favato motorcycle cover, and the Nuzari motorcycle cover. Now, when they say for any budget, I think it's funny because, you know, they'll be like above 50, 60 bucks, you know, all the way up to like, I mean, if you go for like Harley, those are the same kind of covers, but you're paying like $300 for them. So, I mean, they can get ridiculous, but I think it's funny how they're like, oh yeah, for any budget. I mean, and I'm not going to lie. I'm sure now I have not used any of these motorcycle covers myself, so I can't speak illy towards them however comma i can recommend if you want a good enough motorcycle cover i've used and no no lie i've used a motorcycle cover like the kind of the quote-unquote heavy duty one from walmart and i used that to cover my bike when i was you know when i had to keep it outside in the last place that i lived and honestly, it did good enough. Now, I had to buy, I think, let me see, we lived there for like two years, and I had to replace it maybe twice. So, total, I've bought three of them. But, I mean, I don't know how long motorcycle covers are supposed to last if you keep your bike outside. But, I don't know, it kind of seemed, you know, maybe like a once-a-year situation it didn't really seem to, I mean, it, like I said, it did good enough job. It kept everything off. I mean, it, you knew it was time to replace it when, you know, a things started to rip, which actually didn't, uh, it actually didn't rip. So that was, that was good. And it, I mean, we're talking, it went through hail and, you know, snow slash ice storms. And I mean, it, I put that cover through hell just to be completely honest with you. I put that cover through hell and it held up, you know, good enough for me, in my opinion. So, I don't know. Maybe it's, uh, I don't know. Just, if you need an extremely cheap alternative, and you, you know, you can't afford a good quality, quote-unquote, budget motorcycle cover, those work in a pinch. I mean, I've done it, so. And I still have one. But now it's kind of kept more as a dust cover because I have an actual garage. So, like I said, it works as a pretty good dust cover. So, that's all I've got motorcycle news-wise. Um, but uh, I want to know if you guys ever seen Easy Rider. I personally haven't. It's legitimately on my Amazon uh, watch list. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll have to go and ride that. I heard, honestly, though, I've heard like kind of mixed things like... It depends on like who you talk to about it. Like some bikers, ironically, will be like, "That's not a you know biker movie. That's a you know drug movie." Or you know, the only reason that, that people call it a biker movie is because you know, and they go into their reasons about you know drug running and all this other crap. I don't know. Regardless, have you guys seen it? Or if not, or if you have, or whatever, what was your first motorcycle movie? You know, what, uh, what, what, 
like I said, what motorcycle movie did you watch first? You know, there's a bunch of them out there. Easy Rider or, uh, you know, if even going into shows, you got Sons of Anarchy, which I'm sure lots of people will laugh at me for saying, but I don't care because it was still a good enough show. And, yes, I realize it's not true life on how motorcycle clubs work. I get that. I realize that. But it was good enough for TV. Back the f*** off. <laughs> so... <laughs> Anyway, what was your guys' first motorcycle movie? I personally liked, um, oh my god, it had uh, um, Marlon Brando in it. What was that? Oh my god, I can't think of the movie. You guys know what I'm talking about. It had Marlon Brando in it. He, uh, oh my god, I am drawing a blank here. The Wild One with Marlon Brando. That was, that was the movie. Um, that that's a that's a good one if you guys haven't seen it's a good one. it's an old one obviously it's uh black and white but still a very very good movie so but you know like i said what was your guys first motorcycle movie or show or whatever i'd love to know and also have you used a great cover on a budget um please send me your feedback to matt at cyclesworld.com or you can leave a voicemail and let me hear what you've got to say and I can and will play it on the show if you guys give me permission to do so. So that's going to close it up for the motorcycle news section. I have just some PC building stuff or PC building news or however you want to however you want to put this. I've got some PC stuff ahead, so let's uh get into that. <music> We're going to open it up with something the NVIDIA CEO said about buying a GPU without ray tracing is, quote unquote, just crazy. Article on PCGamer.com. Link will be in the show notes. NVIDIA has obviously has a vested interest in seeing games incorporate ray tracing and hardware support for ray tracing has been a key selling point of the company's GeForce RTX series graphics cards. But would you be bananas to purchase a GPU without ray tracing hardware? NVIDIA CEO Jensen Huang thinks so. During an earnings call with investors, Huang suggested if you're buying a graphics card that is, quote, going to last through two years, three years, four years, to no have ray tracing is just crazy. I'm sure he meant to not have ray tracing is just crazy. Um, Yahoo has the full transcript. So, like I said, that coming from PCGamer.com, link in the show notes. What do you, uh, I don't, I mean, okay, I understand ray tracing. Trust me, I get it. It sounds like a great idea. It probably is a great idea. It probably will be, yes, the next big thing, technological-wise, gaming-wise, you get the idea. But, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I... Honestly, it it goes back to that whole, you know, it's like 4K all over again. Does 4K really matter to you? You know, you could go out, yes, you could go out and buy, well, really you could say 1080p because, you know, they still make 720p TVs. But, uh, I mean, you guys understand what I'm talking about. It was, we'll say 1080p to 4K for, you know, sake of argument. So you've got, 
1080p TVs that they do great. It's just fine. It's a fantastic picture, you know, beautiful quality picture, yada, yada, so on and so forth. And then you have 4K TVs that are, you know, supposedly the next greatest and latest and greatest things. And they're, you know, these big bad TVs. Oh, it's so great. You know, and you can get, you can actually get them really cheap too nowadays um, without sales. Because, I mean, you can go get this. Uh, I have a 50 inch, um, is it, a Toshiba, but it's like a fire TV. Um, that was 300 bucks at Best Buy. So, and it wasn't on sale, or maybe it was on a Christmas sale. I don't know. I got, got it around Christmas time. I'm pretty sure you can still pick those up for about three, three fifty, maybe four at the absolute most. Don't quote me on that. Go, you'd have to go look for yourself. But anyway, they're relatively cheap compared to like when 1080p first came out. I remember I was working at Blockbuster, and one of my coworkers was like, "Oh, you can get 1080p for less than a thousand dollars." Because they had, you know, 42-inch 1080p TVs for, like, you know, $999. And he made this big deal about, oh, you know, that's 1080p for less than a grand. Jesus Christ, really? So, anyway, so, like like I'm stating, it all depends on, you know, what's important to you. Is 4K important to you? Is 1080p important to you? Um what's your preference really that's it all it all boils down everything boils down to personal preference and this whole ray tracing thing is no exception is ray tracing important to you that's what you need to ask yourself and don't worry if you're going to be called crazy for buying a gpu aka graphics card for those who don't know that does not have ray tracing it's if it's not important to you then don't get it Honestly, don't get it. If things look good enough to you, then really, who else do you need to... It looks good enough for you. That's all you need to care about. You know, I mean, does that make sense? I mean, it makes sense to me. I built my computer. Is it the biggest, baddest, you know, bastard on the street? No, of course not. But it's good enough for me. It plays the games that I have just fine. I mean, I haven't run across any problems, you know. It plays videos perfectly. It does everything that I need it to do flawlessly in my eyes. So I don't need to, you know, this ain't going to win competitions, but it's, I'm, I, I love it. So my advice to you would be, you know, if ray tracing is important to you, then, you know, by all means go for ray tracing. But personal preference is everything. I will, that will be my argument till the day that I die for anything. But moving forward, so there are some SS deals going on this week, SSD deals, if I could speak English, going on this week. Uh, the Crucial MX500 500, 500 gigabyte SATA is on sale for $64.99. This is a regular price for that, but still one of the best value SSDs available. Wait, what? So it's a... Oh, it's... Wait, no. SSD deal. Oh, it's a regular price, but it's still a value. That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh. The Samsung T5 500 gigabyte USB 3.1. This must be uh, external. Oh, it is external. I'm an idiot. (laughs) It's on sale for $90, which is $40 off. 
If you need an external SSD, this drive from Samsung is an excellent choice. And I actually heard something interesting about the, um, maybe it's not the T5, but it's the T4 or something to that effect. Anyway, regardless, um, you might want to look into it. Like if you're MacBook user or Windows user, um, something to the effect of if it's coded for Windows, and coded might not be the right word, but hopefully you'll understand what I'm talking about. If it's coded for Windows, formatted, there's the word I want to use. If it's formatted for Windows, it might work for Apple computers or Mac products, whatever have you, same thing, practically. Um, But if not, you might have to, quote-unquote, reinstall the uh, software for it. Um, You kind of have to do a little bit more research on that, but just fair warning, like I said, I've heard this uh, about this specific SSD that you have to kind of like do a little bit of reformatting per se to access things. And also there's a password encryption because I guess encryption for SSDs is like really important because of the way that things are written. There's a, a where something about it. Yeah, I know I'm not really helping you out or anything, but um, anyway, like to get to completely clear a hard drive is a lot easier than actually completely clearing an SSD because of the wear protection it has on it or something to that effect. But anyway, so you know what? You'd have to look into this uh, yourself. So I highly recommend that if you're going, yes, it's a good product, but if you go out, you pick one up, um, look it up, you know, do your research on it. It's, it's just important to do research. Research is your friend, especially when it comes to PC building and the like. So moving from SSDs to graphics card, the cheapest graphics card deals this week are the Zotac GeForce GTX 1060 6 gigabyte for 199. Nvidia stopped manufacturing the GTX 1060 last year and it says frankly I'm surprised that there's still a new stock left, but it's still the best graphics card under the $200 mark and will handle 1080p gaming just fine. So that was a quote from PC Gamer, so like I said um Go to their site, and they will actually get the deal and the link to the deal. And another one that they have is the Zotac GeForce RTX 2060 6GB for $329.99, which is $20 off. And they state, this is the cheapest RTX ten or excuse me RTX 2060 card currently available from Newegg. And it's a great option for 1080p gaming. So, like I said, go check out their site. The link will be in the show notes. And you can go check out these deals for yourself. Now, like I said, uh, yes, the G- I, don't, I, don't, I can't speak for the GTX uh, 1060. Because mine, so my other card that I had in my previous one was a Radeon... RX 580 and I think the 1060 was one of the like you know because there's the whole team green team red thing I'm pretty sure the 1060 was the comparable one 
or was it the 1080? I can't remember. But anyway, uh, I kind of call BS on that a little bit because I got my uh, RX 580 for like 189. So I don't know. And it did 1080p just fine. Like I said, you're not going to get any higher than maybe medium settings, but it'll be like a tweaked medium settings. So, you know, if you're going to do that, you can definitely do that 100% and you will still have a good looking game. Um, I just highly recommend starting off on low and making tweaks upwards as, you know, as you go. Because you don't want to start off in ultra because then it's just, I mean, you're going to have, it's just not going to work. <laughs> just trust me, it's not going to work that great. You're, you're not going to get the desired effect you want. And you will not work in Ultra. And you cannot work in Ultra. Now, speaking on the RX 580, I'm assuming the 1060 will be the same. You are not going to get 1080p on Ultra settings. You're, it's just not going to happen. Or you're not going to get 60 frames. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, you can you can do 1080 just fine, yeah. But you're, you're not going to get 60 frames. You probably On Ultra, you'll probably get like 10, maybe 20 30 at the absolute most but that's 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 shooting real high i got about now on medium on tweaked no excuse me on high settings uh tweak i like i tweaked the high settings down if that makes sense i was able to get maybe about 40 frames per second on 1440 when i played far cry 5 yes far cry 5 um so that's that's what I got, and you can play around with it, obviously. And obviously, you know, also you got to think of your processor, you know, and how how good your processor is. I just had a Ryzen, what did I have? A Ryzen five, twenty six hundred G, you know, the one that's has the integrated graphics in it. Because and I've I've stated this before, so I won't go into the full story. But basically, when I built my first PC, I had the integrated graphics in it because I was like, oh, I could just upgrade the graphics card later. I mean, it worked for me. It was fine. Whatever. Uh, I did what I wanted it to. But anyway, so that I recommended, obviously, you can do it. Yes, you can You can play. You can have good games on, you know, extremely low settings. And you can, you know, 1080p and all that good stuff. So, yes, it's possible, but get a graphics card. But um, I kind of forgot my point. So, moving forward from that is all I got. But I want to know, have you guys built your first PC yet? Or are you an experienced builder? And what kind of build did you make? Or what, even better, what's your dream build? There's a, there's a fun one. I, there's a bunch of fun little questions. And I would love to hear your answers to any of them. So, please feel free to hit me up through any way available. You can visit CyclesWorld.com for more information on all the ways to get in touch. So that's all that I've got on this one. But uh, so in closing, before I do the whole sign off and all that good stuff, like I said, um, keep an eye out. Definitely keep an eye out on the Twitters and the Facebooks and the websites and all that good stuff. Because like I stated, when I first started this show or this episode rather um i might change the day 
not 100% sure. It all depends on if I 100% do pull the trigger on this Mayans podcast thing. So, number one, keep an eye out for that. Number two, keep an eye out for, like I said, you may or may not have to resubscribe to me and refind me because I don't know if it's going to take the RSS feed and just transfer it over or if I have to start a whole new RSS feed. I'm hoping I could just transfer it over because that would make everything so much easier and that would make everybody's life so much easier mine as well as your guys's because then you wouldn't have to you know look for me and refine me and all this other good stuff so i hope everything works out for the better please keep an eye out on the facebook or twitter mainly facebook because like i said i apparently don't understand how twitter works so maybe it's a good thing i got back on facebook because you can actually, you know, post stuff there. Anyway, so like I said, that's all I got. Keep an eye out for stuff. I'll try to have all the updates on there. So keep an eye out for that. And once again, greatly appreciate you guys sticking around. And uh, let me know if you like these longer episodes. If you do, I'll continue trying to make them longer. Uh, if not, uh, you know, maybe I'll go back to the... 30, 45 minute ones, but uh, let me know. I would love to hear what you guys got to say about everything, and I just sounded like a New Yorker right there. I said, you guys. Anyway, you know what I'm talking about. Love you guys. Come back next week. More fun in store. Um, Godspeed. Remember the Alamo. episode. I would like to thank you very much again for tuning in this week. Remember, you can catch the show Thursdays, hopefully staying on Thursday, we'll see, free on any of your favorite podcast providers. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, just to name a few. And actually, I just got on, uh, what was it, iHeartRadio. So look for me on there as well. You can follow me on Twitter. I am at PsychoCork420. Like the Facebook page. Search at Cycles World. Send any show, questions, comments, or concerns to Matt at CyclesWorld.com. And please be sure to note the show number in the email and or subject line. Also remember, Cycles World is spelled with a Z, not an S. P-S-Y-C-H-O-Z-W-O-R-L-D. Leave a message on the new voicemail line. That number is 816-286-4437. If you enjoy what I'm doing here and would love to show me some support, you can do so by becoming a patron through Patreon for just literally a dollar. Love the show even more? You can also show your support by checking out the Cycles World shop and grabbing yourself some Cycles World gear. Heads up though, shirt sizes do run small, so I suggest getting a size bigger than what you might for all this information and any additional resources, please be sure to check out CyclesWorld.com. I will catch you all in the next one. Thank you very much again for listening. And I'm out. <laughs> <laughs>